Welcome to Common Sense Coalition Talk Radio, where you'll find straight talk from people with good old common sense. I trust your opinion. And now, for your host, he's putting sense back into nonsense. Absolute insanity. Well, you can hear me on the Today to CSC Talk Radio. It is my honor, my privilege, and my pleasure to be here with you today. I'm going to do something a little bit different, not a whole lot different, so don't get scared and run away or anything. But when I, our prayer today, I'm going to use Psalms 23. We've done that before, the 23rd Psalm. And I have something I want to share with you that excited me yesterday and maybe put me in my place. And, um, if you listen to Friday's show, and I, I do hope you did, and if you didn't, I hope you'll go back and listen to it. I got rather passionate, overwhelmed by the sin in this world and what's going on. And that's what I'm going to leave you with. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. If you want, you can recite the 23rd Psalm with me. For such a time as this. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me, before before me in the presence of mine enemies, thou anointest my head with oil, and my cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. May we, your children, be consumed and overwhelmed by your work, your word, your grace, your agape love, and your magnificent supreme power. Jesus looked to them and he said, With man this is impossible, but with God all things are possible. We must work the works of him who sent me. As long as it is day, night is coming when no one can work. While I am in the world, I am the light of the world. And in John seventeen fourteen through 16, I have given them your word, and the world has hated them, for they are not of the world any more than I am of the world. My prayer is not that you take them out of the world, but that you protect them from the evil one. They are not of the world, even as I am not of it. For such a time as this, most gracious Heavenly Father, Abba Father, make us clear of mind. Give us eyes that see and ears that listen and hearts that are overwhelmed by you and not by the distractions in which we live. It is in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. As I was getting ready for church yesterday morning, I was listening to a pastor online, and he said something that truly spoke to me. Let me paraphrase it Beth's way. 
Friday, as I said earlier, I was overcome with the sin, the evil that is being so accepted in this world, in America. I guess I thought America was different, but we are not. The USA is number one in human trafficking, and we do nothing. It goes beyond the trafficking for slaves and sex. They are using the children as sacrifices for their organs. What sinister son of a gun would do such a thing? Satan and his followers. They hate life except their own. I was overwhelmed by this realization. But on Sunday, the pastor told me, don't be overwhelmed by the evil and the distractions of this world. Now, that's Beth's paraphrase. Be overwhelmed by God and his greatness, his love. Be overwhelmed by him. Now, stop and think. If we, his children, were in such a state of worship to be overwhelmed by God, the evils would be put into perspective. They are Satan and man, and they are horrible still. But God is in control. We need to turn to him, immerse ourselves in his word, and fall to our knees in his glory. This does not mean we ignore the evils, but we should know that we have the power to overcome this evil. We are already victorious through Jesus Christ. We should do our part. We are to be workers, not ones who hide in our homes in fear of government or COVID or whatever it is we're afraid of. We should pray diligently and be in a constant state of prayer. We should read God's word, immerse ourselves, for he has given us the direction, life, hope, liberty. We are victorious. We should also study our government documents, folks. (laughs) Read of our history and know the hearts, if possible, at least the intentions of our founding fathers. Oh, they were not perfect men, but they had a plan for America. And they believed in God. The great experiment didn't fail. We failed it. So today, as we look at these distractions, let us be overwhelmed by the glory of God and what he is about to do. Think about that. What he is about to do, not to save America, but to save the lost Americans. It will be the greatest awakening of our time. I get excited just thinking about it. Think what he would do if all of you who are listening who are believers became overwhelmed by him. When we share, others might be uncomfortable, but they will listen. Or they will at least think about it later. Eric Bowling had Franklin Graham on last week one evening. I was watching. And Franklin Graham was saying what I have been saying. America needs God. Americans need God. That's the problem in America. We've turned ourselves away from our Lord and our Savior, the Almighty God. I don't know where Eric is in his faith. I don't know if he's a believer that's just fallen back and put that on the back burner, or if he's not truly a believer. 
But I know he was uncomfortable. I could see it. He was squirming. Yes. He's supposed to be pushing the conservative values, but he was squirming in his seat when Franklin Graham was saying what we need. Jesus. He was obviously uncomfortable. So people will obviously be uncomfortable. But that is not a reason for us to not do what God has commanded us to do. You see, it isn't about the left, and it isn't about the right. It isn't about the Republicans and about the Democrats. It's about God's righteousness. The way to fight crime, oh yes, we need to punish the criminals. But the way to fight crime is, (laughs) they need Jesus. The changing of the hearts. When I was a worship leader, we sang this song, and it I loved this song. It's just very simple and it's kind of like, it's kind of like Henry VIII. The second verse is the same as the first. Change my heart, O God. Make it ever true. Change my heart, O God. May I be like you. You are the potter. I am the clay. Mold me and make me. This is what I pray. O God, change the heart of America that we might be overwhelmed by you to stop and understand that you are the one in charge and put the evil in perspective for he has already lost. He has lost the victory. I can hear him squirming right now because we're getting excited about Jesus. Be overwhelmed by God's greatness and his glory. You're listening to CSC Talk Radio. No, it's not church. But we need our God regardless. And we'll be right back. Daniel Turner, founder and executive director of Power the Future, agrees that America is blessed with an abundance of reliable energy sources. Our natural resources are the lifeblood of our nation and have made our nation prosperous. Rule America is the heart of production in this nation. Our food, manufacturing, trucking, and yes, our energy. Power the Future promotes jobs in Rule America, specifically our energy jobs. These jobs are all under attack. Wealthy radicals like Tom Steyer's George Soros promised to break the nation's energy independence. Their beloved Green New Deal attacks all that is good in this nation. Our food, our land, our jobs, our families, and of course, our gassy cows. Power the Future is fighting for you, rule America. Join them. Visit PowerTheFuture.com. See the latest news and donate to those who are fighting for you. PowerTheFuture.com. Power the Future is fighting to keep America's lights on. You can look for the silver lining or you can strengthen your portfolio with gold and silver. Optimism is planning for your own financial future. Melody Cedarstrom of Discount Gold and Silver Trading has been watching our economy and the banksters for well over 20 years. The U.S. has an unsustainable debt. While the timing of a collapse cannot be predicted, we know the proverbial straw that breaks the camel's back weighs heavier and heavier with each new stimulus and omnibus bill. Because of our debt and the lack of solid backing, those fiat 
fiat dollars in your pocket continue to deflate in value. However, gold stays true, true wealth. Give Melody Cedarstrom a call at 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. Discount gold and silver trading for all your precious metal needs. And join Melody weekday afternoons at 4 p.m. Eastern Time on Financial Survival Radio. Visit DGSCoins.com. That's DGSCoins.com. Made in America is more than just a slogan. It's a brand we all look for to better this nation's economy. Liberty Tabletop is the brand of Cheryl Manufacturing, the only manufacturer of flatware in the United States of America. Liberty Tabletop creates high-quality flatware at a competitive price using the finest quality 1810 chromium nickel stainless steel. Oh, and by the way, the steel they use is also made in the USA. The steel is tested for lead and other toxic trace elements, so you bring to your family a safe, and pure product that will last for generations. Setting your table is an important part of every meal. The patterns you choose say something about you and your family. Bringing America home with LibertyTabletop.com or go to my website, csetalkradio.com, and click on their link. Call Liberty Tabletop at 844-386-2338. Use the promo code BETHANN and receive 10% off your purchase. LibertyTabletop.com. And we have returned. You're listening to CSC Talk Radio. I hope you don't think I'm getting too churchy, but I, you know, I told you last week, you cannot separate your faith from this world, from your walk in this world. You cannot separate it. When you do, you can see where we're at. Sin has overtaken it because good people have done nothing. We're not fighting and we're not spreading the gospel as we should. It's about the hearts of men and women. And I had a piano player. I don't think she's listening, but her na- I'm not going to give her name. But she used to play the piano for the church I used to go to. And she played when I did my solo. She played for my children. I made my children sing. <laughs> and we were talking about her playing one time. She played by note, but she also played by ear. And she could whoop up on that piano. And uh, she said she was playing piano when she was in her high chair. And her mom would say, that's not churchy. Because <laughs> she, would, she would whoop up on that piano. It wasn't churchy. So I hope maybe you don't think I'm too churchy. But it's time that the American Christians started realizing God is in control. And we need to take it back and stop fearing Satan because he has already lost. He is Toast, man. He is toast. Yeah, it's pretty much burnt toast, too. Well, I'm going to... I've never heard of this one. I, they've got so many poles out there, Rudy. This is Ipsos. I-P-S-O-S. We know S-O-S. Six in ten people want Trump to be president in 2024. Now, I have family and I have friends who they really don't want him to run again. And I think the really (laughs) reason is they just want peace. It's not going to be peace if Trump runs again. There's not going to be peace in politics. (laughs) Well, there's not peace without Jesus. You know that, right? There she goes, getting all churchy again. I'm just saying. 
Parents want that, too. We just want peace. Remember, and I, and I know, this comedian, he's kind of on the backbone. We just don't like him anymore because we found out he lived a different life than what he what he tried to exemplify in the in the open. But he talks about the, the three-year-old that was screaming and screaming because he wanted mine, 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 mine. And, the, and he tells the child, give it to him. He says, but it's mine. He says, he's got my stuff, too. I just want peace. That's all the parent want is peace. The peace doesn't correct the child. Peace isn't what we need right now in America. We need God. We need God. We need children of God to get excited about how he get overwhelmed by what he's about to do. That excites me just saying that. Just saying that. Okay, back to this poll. Six in ten people want Trump to be the 2024 GOP candidate. And I believe that is why they are attacking him right now. They know that's going to happen, and they think if they can indict him, if they can trap him, if they can frame him, if they could do all kinds of... Remember when they did that with Jesus? And I'm not comparing Trump to Jesus. He is no Jesus. But remember when they did that to Jesus? They trumped, They tried to trick him. The Pharisees, his own. So is it any wonder that Trump has moles within his group of followers? Jesus had Judas, remember? They tried to trick him. And then when they had the trials, they did them in the dark of night when nobody could see what was going on. You see, Satan works in the darkness. And when we say we're overwhelmed by God, the light just shines. Did it not get brighter in this studio? (laughs) So, bring it on. Because God's going to take over. He's already in control. Bring it on, FBI. Bring it on. For truth will win. I don't know how quickly, but truth will win. It already has won. All right, moving on. Something to explain here. This is written by Dan Gellerton. I wish they could pronounce their names right. (laughs) Government explained. Now, he says the Supreme Court ruined America, and here's how. And he goes into this explanation, and he's not wrong, except it's not really the Supreme Court that did it. It was mankind that did it. (laughs) Because men are fallible. He says, you may remember your civics class, and it showed you the, the pyramid or so, or so branches of government, and you've got the legislative branch, and we all know what that is. Say it with me out loud. That is Congress. That is together with the House and the Senate. That is the legislative branch, and their job is to do what? Make laws. Protect the money. Keep an eye on things. Protect your liberty. That's their job. Then there is the executive branch, which is the presidential branch. And his branch is to regulate, not to regulate, excuse me, is to implement and make sure that the laws that the legislative branch passed are enforced. So we have, let me just jump here. He didn't say all this. I'm kind of, I'm giving you some. Free rabbits to chase here. So, or squirrels. Maybe it's squirrels. So, he is to 
we have these immigration laws that were passed by Congress. Be not fooled, my friends, to protect our borders. But we have a president and a judicial system right now that refuses to enforce the laws. So he is in violation of the Constitution right then and there. Okay, now we chase that rabbit. The judicial branch was to what I was taught to uh, compare whatever law that was being done was constitutional, paralleled with your constitutional rights and liberties. But he's got the new branches. The three branches of government are legislative. They do nothing. The executive that regulates every aspect of your lives. And the judicial upholds executive branches' authority. You see, they're no longer a separated power. They're all one. They're no longer separated. They were separated. Their powers were to be equal but separated. And they were a balance. It was to be balanced to protect your liberty. And he goes way back. And we have not talked about this for a long, 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 long time. So I'm very thankful that I have this in my hands today. But he goes on and he talks about the EPA and the FBI and the ATF and the IRS and how they have all made sure that they control your lives in one way or another. Your liberties are gone. They're only there. You only have liberties that they expect you to have. Now, let's go back to what we said about being overwhelmed by God. The victory is already ours, my friends. They are doing these things totally unconstitutionally. But we have been so trained and seized and whatever they call that, sizing, whatever they call that when you train a a wild horse. We've been so trained to believe that they are in control that just like Dorothy and her ruby slippers she had the power all along she didn't need the ruby slippers she just needed to wake up she just needed to wake up she was laying there in her bed all of it was a bad dream she just needed to wake up well America Perhaps the pastor woke Beth Ann up on Sunday when he said, stop being overwhelmed by this and be overwhelmed by God. So when we come back, we're going to talk about what happened with our our uh, judicial branch. What happened to the Supreme Court? When did things begin to fail? Well, we're going to go back in time. I believe it is back to, I'm trying to find the year that it happened. Uh, does give me the year just there. But we can go back to the Civil War. When the Civil War took place, that's when we lost state sovereignty. Oh, but we would not have won these world wars if we had not been together as a federation. <laughs> Be careful. Be careful. But we lost a great deal after the Civil War. And, yes, we needed to free slaves. That is a given. But we lost. And so did they. They got freed from their masters and became a master of federal government. Or they, they, the master became the federal government over all of us. 
I'm not saying all things were bad, but I'm saying we lost our perspective of what our government system is actually set up to be. We serve a sovereign God. We are a sovereign people. We're supposed to be sovereign states, not dictated from crazy people in D.C. You're listening to CSC Talk Radio. This is Beth Ann, and we'll be right back. to listening to CSC Talk Radio. This is Beth Ann. Well, he talks in this, and, and I'm not going to go through all of it because I've got a couple of other things that I really want to share with you this morning. But let's go back to um, 1942. Now, it's been a long time since we've talked about this particular Supreme Court case. Wickard versus Filburn was the crux of the fight between the federal government and individual citizens. And thanks to the new Supreme Court, he says we lost. Now, you know, they talk about setting a precedence, but there should not be any precedence in the law because each case is supposed to be sovereign on its own. Each case should be should be judged on that. Now, you can bring it out and say, look what we did here, look over here. But if you made a mistake over there, like they did with Roe versus Wade, it needs to be corrected. It doesn't need to be continued just because you made a precedence. All right? But Roscoe Filburn was an Ohio farmer growing wheat to feed his own cows. Roosevelt claimed the right to decide what crops every farmer could grow and how he could grow based on the right of the government to regulate interstate commerce. How many times have we been overruled, our liberty been overruled by that commerce clause? Philburn said that because he wasn't selling his wheat, he wasn't engaging in commerce, that he definitely wasn't engaging in interstate commerce, so the government should just butt out. But in 1938 the Supreme Court would have taken Filburn's side. But in 1942, the new court agreed with FDR. Filburn was engaging in interstate commerce, they said, because he grows his own wheat. He changes the complexion of the interstate wheat markets by not buying someone else's wheat. So it was interstate commerce after all. This was completely ridiculous. I wanted to say another word, but I don't want to use that because mommy said not to use that word. But wait a minute. If a farmer growing wheat to feed his own animals actually counts as engaging in interstate commerce, then what is an interstate commerce? The answer is nothing. According to them, nothing. You just being here is interstate commerce, apparently. And that opened, he said, the floodgates and led both to the destruction of legislation as means of making laws and to the death of any limits to federal authority. Federal law enforcement that exists to regulate interstate commerce, the ATF, 
That's interstate commerce. The EPA, that's interstate commerce, too. And it looks like the FBI is. It goes on and on and on. All the bureaucracy is to regulate interstate commerce. And who is interstate commerce? You. You. And so what the Supreme Court has told us since 1942 is that when the Constitution says that all powers not explicitly granted to the federal government are reserved to the states of the people, it means nothing at all. And that when the Constitution says the federal government may regulate interstate commerce, it actually means everything under the sun. You see, they totally ignore your constitutional rights. They think they're running this show. But don't be overwhelmed. Not by them. For they are small. And God is big. So he says it really doesn't matter if the Supreme Court recently made a few good, ele- few good decisions. Because it's now claims that there isn't a right to abortion in the Constitution... You know, that's one of the great decisions they supposedly made. That that was a whoops because they misunderstood the Constitution, you know, 50 years ago. He says the solution is for the states to reassert their their dormant rights, not in a single union-shattering move. What is it, which is what the federal government is hoping for, so they can really tighten the screws on you? But little by little, over time, the states must rediscover, (laughs) wake up, America, that their duty to interpose themselves between Americans and power-hungry, corrupt, fat, and greedy runaway government. Now, I watched the news last night. Uh, You know, I started about 6 o'clock, and I watched Trey Gowdy. I used to really love Trey Gowdy, uh, but I believe he's part of this big government thing. But he made some good points last night. He also made some bad points. I thought he's kidding. Here he brings on Lindsey Graham trying to tell us what, you know, what's going to happen if the Republicans retake this thing. And what happened to it so bad there at, at Mar-a-Lago. But we know Trey Gowdy doesn't really like Trump. And we know Lindsey Graham, he just goes wherever he thinks the, the good is getting, you know. He was really all about Trump when he wanted to get reelected. Then he got reelected and now he goes this way and that way and you just can't trust the man. He ends this article with, remember, the system of checks and balances. It isn't between different parts of the federal government. It's between the federal government and state governments. That was supposed to be our guarantee of limited government. Without that counterbalance, there's nothing to stop the federal government from running away with the whole show. It's time for the states to do their part. And in that, I have two other articles I want to share with you today. One is from our good friend, Paul Hamby. We need to get him on the air. <laughs> I know he's a busy man, but we need to give him about, get him on the air. He used to be a sponsor of the show. Things got rough, and, and he quit doing that. But I still have a great respect for the man. He goes, two of my longtime friends became so angry with each other in 2020 that they no longer speak. One vote for Trump, one voted for Biden. I never talk about politics and religion. Our children should be taught to avoid politics and religion so they do not offend other people. He said, well, that's a popular theme in today's culture in America. However, it is wrong and dangerous, he says. 
Children and adults should discuss controversial subjects, including politics and religion. He says we should be listeners. What we have lost in the past few generations is the ability to discuss controversial subjects while still respecting the other person. Oh, wow. Respect starts, excuse me, with being a good listener. To listen and understand the other person's point and why they believe what they do. Once you understand their side of the debate and how they got there, then you can better present your side of the issue. You can debate the issue, but not attack the other person. He goes, this is a good time right now to teach your children or your grandchildren to be good listeners. To not be afraid to debate controversial subjects and to always respect the other person's right to their viewpoint. And then he quotes Nelson Mandela. For to be free is not merely to cast off one's chains, but to live in a free, but to live in a way that respects and enhances the freedoms of others. The true test of our devotion is to freedom is just beginning. You know, freedom comes from God. It doesn't come from government. Our founding fathers were believers. They were not perfect men. We know that. But I told you last week, you cannot separate your faith from your life. You have to carry your faith with you. The lie of the separation of church and state has removed God from our hearts. For some reason, we thought we had to rely on church instead of, I mean, I'm sorry, rely on government instead of relying on God. And you can see where that got us. They want to, you to remove your God. It's in their, it's in their bylaws. <laughs> the radicals, the rules for radicals. Remove the faith in the God. But somebody carried it with him, and he was very successful. And I want to talk about that when we come back. You're listening to CSC Talk Radio. This is Beth Ann. We'll be right back. Have you heard about vine-to-bar chocolate? It's the winemaker's chocolate, the world's first chocolate made with well-vined Chardonnay Mark from the beautiful coastal vineyards of North America. Gently pressed grapes are harvested after juicing, dried, and finely milled and carefully blended into the finest dark chocolate. The Chardonnay Mark contains highly beneficial grape nutrients, flavanols, and has a natural sweetness that flavors the luscious dark chocolate. Mouth-watering, flavorful, delectable dark chocolate goodness with Chardonnay sweetness and beneficial nutrients. And it's alcohol-free, too. It's vine-to-bar chocolate. Order some today at vinetobar.com. That's V-I-N-E-T-O-B-A-R.com. Cold ship to your door, it's Vine to Bar. Vine to Bar chocolate. Visit us at vinetobar.com. Liberty Tabletop brings liberty to your table. For those of you who want to display your patriot hearts, set your table with liberty. 
the new patriotic flatware pattern by Liberty Tabletop. Your dining table sets the mood for the American family and the American dream. Liberty honors our fallen heroes, the Liberty Bell. We the people with stars and stripes are American Eagle and the Statue of Liberty. Each piece of the Liberty flatware pattern is an art with elegance, high-quality work, and high-quality 1810 stainless American steel. Each piece is unique while conveying the same patriotic message, liberty for all and we love America. Order your set now and a set as a gift for a special patriot in your life. Liberty Tabletop brings liberty home to your table. Use the promo code Bethann and receive a discount. LibertyTabletop.com or call them 844-386-2338. Hi, I'm Elmer Heinrich. My company sells a nutritional product called Immuno 150. If you haven't heard of it, you need to go to the website Immuno150.com or call our toll-free number. Now, we sell to thousands of consumers and our reorder rate is above 94%. Now, many people ask us how we can sell a month's supply of Immuno 150 for less than $50 when most of our competition is $70 to $80 a month. It's simple. We don't pay celebrities or testimonial people to say something good about the product. Immuno 150 stands on its own with 70 minerals and 80 other nutrients. It doesn't need any help, and it has more than color, taste, and smell. I am 88 years old, and my wife is 79, both with no dementia, arthritis, or allergies, and no aches or pains of any kind, nothing, all because of Immuno 150. Now, check the number of minerals in the product you take. Don't be surprised if you don't find more than 12. Order Immuno 150 to see what 70 minerals can do for you. Call our toll-free number, 888-316-2224. Mike Lindell and MyPillow are offering a BOGO extravaganza on multiple MyPillow products. Now's the time to join the millions of Americans who have changed the quality of their sleep with MyPillow. Right now, take advantage of Mike's buy one, get one free pricing on MyPillow's bed sheets, Giza Elegance MyPillows, six-piece towel set, and roll-and-go anywhere MyPillows, and so much more. Just go to the radio listener specials page at MyPillow.com and use promo code BETHANN or call 1-800-978-6168. Don't miss this incredible opportunity to buy one, get one free on select products. You will also receive Mike's book absolutely free with any purchase. Call 1-800-978-6168 or go to the radio listener special page at MyPillow.com. Promo code Bethann. We have returned to listening to CSC Talk Radio. This is Beth Ann. I hope I've got you a little excited today. I know the majority of you out there are believers. And if you're like me, sometimes you drag your feet on your faith. And we shouldn't do that. And you cannot separate. There is not to be a separation of church and state. There is to be a separation from the state messing around with the church. But the church, the believers, should be free to exercise publicly. That means in your workplace. That means at the grocery store. That means on the street corner. That means in the Capitol, in the courthouse. You should be able to exercise freely your faith. 
Well, this is a story, and there's no such thing as an accident. I knew yesterday when I heard that pastor say, be overwhelmed by God, not by the distractions of this political world. I knew that I was going to share that with you today. I knew I had to share that with you today. And it's not an accident that this came across my desk this morning. J.C. Penney's long-forgotten Christian roots and our call to publicly live our faith. According to the National Retail Federation, families with children in grades K through 12 can expect to spend upwards of $800 on back-to-school shopping this summer. Yet another financial blow in an increasingly expensive inflation-charged year. And I can imagine, having five, what that would have done to us. It was bad enough. (laughs) We went through and saw, who needs a new belt? Who doesn't need a new pack this year? And who does need this? We went through. I had to do an, an inventory before school. One of the oldest retailers competing for the, those dollars is J.C. Penney, the Plano, Texas-based company with 669 stores operating across 49 states. But lost to the years of rapidly changing cultural conditions are the Christian roots of the legendary business, which started as a 25-foot by 40-foot dry goods store in the mining town of Kimmerer, Wyoming. The area had 21 saloons. (laughs) It was on April the 14th of 1902 that James Cash Penny, along with two other partners, cut the ribbon on what would eventually become a retail juggernaut. Now, this I didn't know. He was born in Hamilton, Missouri in 1875, that James Cash Penny. He was the son of a Baptist preacher. Poor but enthusiastic and energetic, the youngster helped the family make ends meet by selling watermelons and feeding livestock. Seeking drier air, the family had to relocate in Colorado after James' father contracted tuberculosis, which he eventually succumbed to. In the interim, though, the future retail uh, maven (laughs) would land a job in a butcher shop. And then a dry goods store, learning the business and obtaining the skills he would need to start his own company one day. Growing up, Penny's parents had long urged him to follow the golden rule, Jesus teaching that, So whatever you wish that others would do to you, do also to them, for this is the law and the prophets, out of Matthew 7, verse 12. So it made sense that come 1902... Penny would name his first store after the biblical admonition. The Golden Rule was a slogan of good good publicity value. Penny acknowledged, but he also considered it a poignant link with my father's and my mother's ideal and injunctions. Yet his faith was still more his parents than it was his own. 
Within five years, the Golden Rule store had expanded to two other locations, and annual sales had jumped from $2,800 to $166,000. By 1912, Penny was operating 34 stores, and sales topped $2 million. The Golden Rule chain became the J.C. Penny Company. In 1913, relocating in Ed, the headquarters from Salt Lake City to New York in order to be closer to the garment district. Exponential growth would continue until the Great Depression in the 1930s, a turn that drove the retailer to a near mental breakdown and almost sent Penny's empire into bankruptcy. Retreating to a sanit- sanitarium in Battle Creek, Michigan, Penny found himself wandering the hallways one morning when he heard the sound of a familiar hymn. It was coming from a small chapel filled with doctors and nurses. Stepping aside, stepping inside, he then heard someone reading Jesus' word from the Gospel of John. Come unto me, all you that are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Matthew eleven eight. At that time, something happened to me which I cannot explain. It was a life-changing miracle, and I've been a different person ever since. I saw God in his glory and planned to be baptized and to join a church. He continued, Suddenly needing to be heard, I cried inwardly, Lord, will you take care of me? I can do nothing for myself. I felt I was passing out of darkness into light. Passing from the darkness into the light. Penny then heard the Lord say, Only believe. In the midst of failure to believe, I was being helped back to believing. Penny's faith, along with his fortunes, rebounded. By the 1950s, the stores were bringing it in over $1 billion. In 1971, I know that year, when Penny died at the age of 95, sales topped $4 billion. As it would happen, Penny's eventually filed for bankruptcy in the midst of the COVID pandemic in 2020. The store is now under new ownership, and its future remains an open question. In our increasingly secular culture, many in corporate America grow nervous about the blending of faith and business. Just consider the the heat the Chick-fil-A and Hobby Lobby have taken in leading their deeply held religious convictions. But the words of James Cash Penny should be heeded and heralded by a good member of believers cannot and should not separate their faith from their activities. The assumption was that business is secular and service is religious. I have never been able to accept that line of arbitrary demarcation. It is not service part of parcel of business, is it not? It is time that we realized, America, that we cannot separate our faith from our walk in every aspect of our life. And only when we do that Will we bring America home? Home.